Here's the situation. You make it onto a big-time talk show for the first time, and you're asked to tell a story about anything. What's the story you tell? I'm TJ Jagodowski. I'm Rush Howell. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And Rush, this week our theme are the third rail and the fourth wall. That's right. And uh, just for anybody that that doesn't know what either of those things are, the third rail, I guess, uh, originally was the the actual third rail on a railroad, and Mm -hmm. it was electrically charged to provide electrical power into it. And so it had high voltage, and so you could never touch the third rail. Later, that got adopted by politics to say certain issues were third rail issues. But I think of it more as a more general term now to mean anything that's kind of you absolutely can't touch. You know, it's uh, you can't go. You're going too far if you go to the third rail. Whereas the fourth wall, as most people may know, but some may not, is uh, kind of a term from from the art world where in a play or in a movie. Uh, you know, we're always seeing a set, you know, think of a play where you see three walls on there, but the fourth wall is the invisible wall between the actors and the audience. And so when you break the fourth wall, you are in a movie or in a play or a TV show acknowledging that the audience exists, breaking the reality in quotes of the uh, performance and and connecting to the audience that way. And as always, Rush, any scenario that I present to you, you will be hearing for the very first time. And any scenario I hear of yours, I will be hearing also for the very first time. So fresh off your description of that, I will give you this, um, this, uh, this one. Yeah. Social security, as you mentioned, Rush is one of the issues that is often uh, referred to as a third rail of politics that if you touch it, you die. Because old people vote and everyone hopes to be old one day. So um, here's the situation. You're two months into a dating relationship and your partner starts a conversation about your personal third rail. Uh, Make or break like, hey, if you screw with this part of my life, this relationship is done. You will be you'll be fried by the electricity of the third rail. Right. What is uh, what is or are ones that you can recognize third rails issues for you. Okay, so I, I just want a little bit of clarification. Yep. Is it, are, are these things that are kind of like deal breakers for me in terms of dating and relationship, or are these just areas of my life that are so important to me that if the person kind of disagrees with me or brings them up, that that's a that's a game over. Yeah, I don't think like a disagreement, but like um, I, I was I was thinking of this. I'll I'll just give you a, like uh, right. I don't know if Beth and I have any third rail, you know, like issues anymore. I don't think there's something that Beth would say like, hey, um, I don't want I don't want you to do this anymore. Like, okay, marriage is over. But if someone at this point now, if I was dating someone and said like. Nope, you can't have a dog. You're. I'm never gonna live in a house with a dog. I'd be like, well, you, then you got to go. Yeah. Um, and so we'll put it at the two month, um, you know, at the two month threshold of the relationship. So you know, Great. you like someone, and you you obviously been getting along well enough to continue a relationship for that long. But before it goes any further, uh, I will have no problem choosing this aspect of of my life, keep staying intact as opposed to us being together. Okay. Uh, that that makes sense. I'm I'm just for for my own personal preference. I'm not going to go into like politics or religion mm-hmm. on that one because I think you could spend a lot of time on those. Um, but I, I so here are a few things that two months in, if you said, would be kind of a game over for mm-hmm. me. Um, one would be, um, you know, we we have we have to move to the state where. Uh, you know, my parents live and live there forever. That's, okay. I'm not going to do that. 
Uh, regardless of what that state is? Or would there be a list of states that would be like, okay, that's acceptable. Like I've lived in Georgia. I like Georgia. Or would or would just the, the reason for it be enough to be like, I'm not going the, to be closer to your parents. The, the demand that I move for okay. you, that I pick up and just go. Um, you know, there'd be states where I would consider it more strongly. But I just think that would be like a problematic state. I, I'm assuming this is like a declarative sentence. Like she's just like, we're moving to this, yep. the state where my parents live. And if, that's we're, just if this all relationship is going to work long term, then yeah. we have to live in Vermont. I want to have kids. Mississippi. Or, right. You know, I think yep. that they're going to be uh, necessary for that. And I just want to go ahead and set that up. Um, that That's a that's a definite deal breaker um, or third rail. Uh, it would be a problem for me of, of a pretty high order if if they said something like uh you you really should stop like playing games mm-hmm. i don't like that you occasionally play board games or a video game or um <clears throat> anything like that i just think that would that would suggest such a uh a kind of uh, lack of understanding of my personality mm-hmm. that I would think, okay, we're only two months in. It's time that I move out of this. This is a bad fit. Yeah. Um, another one would be, uh, I I think we should never watch. I, I think like it's bad that we sometimes watch TV and I just think we need to have an hour talk every night. I'd be like, look, in in Let's concept, go on an as needed basis, you know, in that. concept, that's a good idea. I'm not a, I'm not averse to like having more conversations, right. but I just think like things that are kind of dogmatic like that. That that I'm just I'm old man. I'm set in my ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you ask me to quit my job for the relationship, or if you ask me to, you know, really change my life in a, in a in a major way, I, I wouldn't mind if they were like, you got to lose weight, you know, if it, or, or if it was something like you got to. Um, you know, I want you to exercise more. I mean, I would have an immediate negative reaction. Right. I would get more, I, I would get you. defensive about it, but I would also probably be able to say, you know what? Like these are these are suggestions that, um, while I could take them in a pretty negative light, put a negative spin on them, I I, I think it's coming from a place of trying to help me in something, you know. Or if she said, I think you drank too much. Mm-hmm. Like I don't drink like all that frequently, but I drink too often on multiple occasions when i do i do that unfortunately sometimes too much and so if they said hey you gotta just i just need you to quit drinking yeah altogether um i don't think that would be a deal breaker i mean maybe i would not end up doing it but just the demand that i not do it would not be would not be game over and i guess like um as you were saying that um the 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 why could make a lot of difference you know, like if someone said, I want you to exercise and lose weight. And and the why was because like, I, I want you to be better looking when we're standing side by side. Like that's like, get up, get up, go, go ahead away now. But if it was like, hey, I think I could care for you for a long time and I'd like you to be around, you know, like as long, as long as possible, yeah. then that why would make a lot of difference yeah. for me. Another deal breaker would be, hey, two months in, every one of your friends I've met sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, all right. That one's just like a straight, fuck yeah, you, we're right. done. Um, and we know that's not true, you know, because yeah. I'm one of your friends. All and my friends And I great. know, I know all your friends, not all your friends, but I know a good amount of your friends. And there's, there's some serious quality going on. Th- that there. would be such an absurd statement. So let me ask, this, this would be rare, but can we combine two situations into one? Because I, I had a similar one, but great. it's just different enough that I, I, I want to just keep going off of this. 
And so, um, TJ, here's the situation. Uh, I want to know whether for you, these weirdo, like idiosyncrasies, <laughs> to go back to a word from the last episode, whether they would be deal breakers for dating for you. Oh, okay. So great. I just had a couple, and the, but these are like not ones that are clear cut, but, but. Oh, I love that. They're all like this. they're all problematic, okay. but are they problematic enough? Mine's a little different though. It's not two months in. Okay. This is you are it doesn't matter to me whether it's two months or or six months or t- twelve months. You're dating, you're not engaged, certainly. Okay. But you are head over heels for this person. Like okay. this person's at least a nine out of ten for you. All right. You you like it, but they have this one thing, and is this one thing Enough for you to shut it down. I'm going to think of this as a year in, um, Beth, my wife, had displayed this, whatever right. whatever it is. So this this habit they previously did not have. Okay. They they roll in with this. Is it enough to be a deal breaker <laughs> it. for you? Uh, every day wears the same novelty t-shirt. Uh, except for like, we'll wear costumes or, or, you know, dress for work or whatever. But anytime it's really reasonable to wear a t-shirt, they're in the same novelty t-shirt and wash it every night. No problem. No problem. None. What if that t-shirt, uh, is like one of those who farted shirts <laughs> with all the, uh, all the like ridiculous fart clouds on it? As opposed to it being a problem, I, I see it as, as a positive. Okay. So you're in. That doesn't. That's not a problem. No problem. Uh, all right. How about this one? This uh, a little more serious on this one. Okay. Uh, she suggests once every week, but but doesn't press it any further than okay. that. That um, hey, let's have let's have one drink together. Oh, I can't can't. Well, you you can say no, oh, yeah. but but are you gonna are you gonna break up because you're like, hey, I don't like. It's really bad. I'm an alcoholic. Stop telling me once a week to do that. Yeah. Is it enough to break it off? Yeah. That 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 speaks to a much larger a much larger lack of understanding so yeah that would be that would be a a cracker right there right well the who farted shirt she <laughs> apparently no understands you Babe, perfectly I, I said nothing about this who farted shirt ever in fact i i think i frequently compliment you on it yeah but i can't can't do it uh you love her everything's great except yep. uh every time you eat dinner yeah she asks everyone at the table but herself what the best def leopard song is and goes on for a minute plus rant if anyone answers that question with anything other than "Hey, they're all great." <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> no problem. So she's gonna ask you that every night the rest for, of your life for a good long while. I'm gonna find that hilarious. Okay. Yeah. It's and eventually then, gonna grate on you. Yeah. And then I think when I stop finding it hilarious, I, I will find it a a an annoyance, but not but not a massive annoyance. All right. How about this one? She is, quote, too busy for bathrooms, so just pees herself whenever cleanup is no issue. That's, uh, man, too busy for, I'd, I'd, I'd need to see real, real consistent proof that she's too busy for bathrooms. Well, there's no question she's not, <laughs> but she's decided that she is. When and cl- she doesn't do it, it's it's only in spots where the cleanup won't be a problem, so like not on your couch or whatever. Okay. But she's just like, she's in your yard, she just pees herself. And voluntarily doesn't. Does Otherwise, so. head over heels. I think I could live with it. Ugh, I'm out. I'm out. She's too busy for bathrooms. <laughs> I, think, I think most people would be, but I think I. 
<laughs> Otherwise, like she's she's ideal. Uh, I think I can live with it. She's getting the bottom of that who farted shirt uh, wet. <laughs> she's gonna time. watch it daily. Yeah, she watches that thing daily. That's true. All right, and so now you give me uh, one idiosyncratic deal breaker that would be a deal breaker for you. And again, it can't be something important, but it has to be true that you would uh, you'd you'd call it off. Um, idio. If there was if if it was the t- type of thing where. There was any kind of like daily insult, like even if it was, um, if it was, if it was an unfunny daily insult, I'm not going to put up with it. Yeah. You know, like you, you do this stupid or, you know, or something like that. Uh, um, cause a lot, some of these things, like the one about the, the one about the drink, like is, is indicative of a massive misunderstanding of how dangerous that would be for me. Yeah. Right. And so to like do that on any sort of consistent basis belies something. Yep. And I think like one of the few things like a relationship can't survive is, is an actual disdain for someone and a daily insult that was not entirely in jest or meant to be funny, I think belies a, a, an actual disdain that I don't want to try and stick around for or overcome. Yeah. Uh, and look, I think there, I, I liked, uh, cause I think there's a lot of things that would be kind of a game over if they did a thing every day that they knew I didn't like. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some that would be okay. Like I probably wouldn't like that who farted shirt, but that wouldn't, yeah, I don't think be enough for me. Although again, it's, you're going to have to explain a lot of stuff. Like your friends come (laughs) over there like, but Beth is really, that's her favorite. She's in that shirt a lot. She loves it. Really high percentage of the time. So (laughs) comfy. And guys, who farted? <laughs> you know, yeah. I think the only way to the way to overcome that is join it. You know, just wear a shirt that says me on it. You know, like so there's the question and answer all the time. Great. <laughs> all right, Rush. Here's the situation. Uh, you end up at an outdoor biker gang party as a forced guest. It's out by some old train tracks. Guns are being fired, stolen booze consumed. And suddenly one biker realizes he wants to watch the local news on an old TV that's sitting there on a box. The news starts in 10 minutes and he tells you to go figure out how to power that TV by using the third rail electricity from the train tracks. You figure your best chance of making it through this is to try to make that happen. How do you go about that? Oh, God. I, mean, I, I hear you, buddy. I'm dead. I'm either dying to this electrocution or to a headshot from a, this biker. I assume he's been not unclear that my failure to get this together is going to be very upsetting. This to this whole situation has been just just horrific. Like they're they're not really concerned. They're firing off fun shots, but they're not really concerned if one goes in your direction. You you yeah. have seemed like your life has seemed like a negligible thing to them this entire right. time. These are like movie stereotype Yeah, bikers. These are like these are bad, bad dudes. And he says, I want to watch the news, go figure out how to power that TV by that railroad track electricity. Oh God. I mean you're talking I mean you may as well ask me to build a microchip. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't have any idea how this stuff works. I mean, none. So my first thought is, uh, can can I just put the TV over there and like 
drag it and put the plug and just lay the plug on uh-huh. the on the thing. And yeah. Is that going to do anything? I and don't know. Of course know. it won't. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know why it doesn't though. Yeah, I don't either. But I mean, when you like, put a plug into a wall, here's this is giving us a massive opportunity to sound exactly as stupid as we are oh about God, a I don't very know anything about common thing like electricity. So when you put a plug in the wall, yeah. it's touching two it's touching like a like a is there a positive and negative thing that's happening in there and so if you put just like the end of an of a plug on something that obviously has electricity going through it that that's not the right type of electricity or way too much electricity to power that tv i don't know because i don't know what's in the wiring and the cable and what's uh, in the electrical wiring that goes back behind the socket which may as well be narnia for me mm-hmm. like i don't know what's <laughs> happening back there like as far as i know it's like tom and jerry are back there like <laughs> battling it out in some mouse hole that's all i know that happens behind a wall i one time i was i was somewhere with a buddy i forget i think we were going up to niagara falls and the car broke down and i was like you know the car breaks down the side of the road I was like hey you know pop the hood and and I, as I'm walking around to the front, it's like unless there's like a little green, you know, like imp in here, yeah. chewing on wires. I'm not gonna know what the hell to to even look at unless something is yeah. spouting juice out of it. I, I'm not gonna be able to discern any kind of problem of what's yeah. actually happening. I, I mean, look, the only things I might even uh, if I can go find some jumper cables, mm-hmm. then I think maybe I could I could uh, clamp like two. Uh, maybe I. I shred down the 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 wire, the wire, yep. the cable, and uh, snap two under there, and then put two under the thing. But I die when I I'm sh- I'm pretty sure right? I die yeah. when I when I touch a f- jumper cable to the third rail. Like don't touch the third rail. Um, but, but you know, if well, I could, watched, I'm going to call my friends that are engineers. We've watched pigeons stand on the third stand on the third rail. Yeah, and I and I this is there's a vague remembrance of someone saying. They don't get electrocuted because they're not grounded. Mm. That if it was like one foot on that and then one foot on the platform, yeah. that they would be electrocuted. That then you'd be dead. So if you could figure out some way to like not be grounded while you clamp those things, then maybe you'd be all yeah. right. But I don't know how to not be grounded. When I first moved to Chicago, a dude died by peeing. He was in the subway, I think at Clark and Division, yep. peed on the third rail and was electrocuted up through his urine stream. Yeah, I've heard that story. Yeah, um, yeah a guy died uh, a few years before me in, in Princeton, like jumping on top of this like the thing called the ding. He didn't die, but he, he, um, he like uh, massively jolted. Not just that, but he lost like his arms and legs. Oh, I think. Yeah. But anyway, I, I I still don't understand how any of it works. I'm always like way more nervous, and I'm sure I'm nervous about the wrong stuff when mm-hmm. I'm around that. But yeah, I, I I'm just gonna if I'm not allowed to like call an engineer friend, I'm just gonna turn and run and hope they miss with the <laughs> shots because that's I have a better chance with that. Hey, you know this one might not be a bad one, Rush, for someone to to actually email us. Maybe we could read an actual answer as to what the best possible way is to power a a, a plugged a plug-in TV setup situation right. to to the power. My guess is the the one that the TV has to run on one ten power, and that however much voltage or whatever is going through that train track would just immediately yeah. sizzle all the internals of that of this. Yeah, you like, just hear the pop and, the, yeah. and you see the thing go. 
Yeah. No, I would love to know the real answer, but not enough that I'm going to Google it. I'm going to hope that someone writes into here's wish, the situation wish, podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I wish this was Googleable. Yeah. Biker party, old TV, local news, powered by railroad track. <laughs> Question mark. 27 million hits in under a second, TJ. Google's got it all. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Here's the situation. Yes. Um, you get Truman showed. Okay. All right. This is going to uh, the the fourth, the fourth wall. wall. Yep. Uh, so, and for anybody that didn't see the Truman Show, it's a famous movie with Jim Carrey where it turns out his entire life he's been on TV, and it, they're filming him everywhere he goes, and it turns out his whole life is just something for everybody else to watch. And mm-hmm. so all these voyeurs have been watching him since he was a tiny child. And if you've been waiting for the 30, 30th anniversary edition of the Truman Show DVD to come out before you watched it, what Rush just said doesn't ruin too much for you. It's it's revealed fairly early on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm not too worried about that. Spoiler. <laughs> More worried about making sure people aren't like, what is they talking about Truman Show? <laughs> right. So, But you get Truman Show. So... Um, <clears throat> That's the situation, and I you, want to know. You the- mean you end up president after uh, <laughs> after uh, uh, the fourth term, a fourth term election of the previous president? Uh, he dies in off. Okay, all right. Doesn't well. I guess you drop drop the bombs and you know and <laughs> no, play you- piano with the uh, with the uh, young Lauren Bacall sitting on it and get in trouble with your wife. You've you've just got a. a- like a bust of of Truman that you get put into an art museum. So you've got Truman showed. Uh, no, so you, but anyway, you get Truman showed. Um, and I want to know the answer to three things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the first thing is, um, I want to know one thing you're you're glad about. One okay. thing you're one thing that makes you happy. You you realize you Truman showed. There's one thing maybe you have some hope about now. I want one thing you're nervous or upset about. Uh, I'm less upset, more nervous. One thing that now you're really unsettled about because you just got Truman showed. Okay. And then I want one person you're real mad at. You can okay. only pick one. This person you're furious at now that you learn that you got Truman showed. Okay. And um, yeah, while you're thinking about that, I'm going to tell one one little anecdote that I, I heard from my friend Steve Hagney that was really interesting to me, which is, um, are you familiar with these like, uh, these things you can, it's called Twitch, Twitch TV. V- vaguely okay. familiar. So what it is, it's uh, Amazon bought it for a ton of money and people thought they were crazy and I think it's already doing great for Amazon. But it is a platform where people play video games and you watch them play video games. And a lot of people are like, that sounds like a terrible idea and yet they have millions of people every day watching. And so uh, my friend Steve told me that the way that that came about, and you could be wrong, but what he said is there was some there was some version in England where they tried to actually do like a version of the Truman Show. Oh, okay. So they put somebody on TV, and it was a debacle. No one cared. It like the ratings were really low, and he's on twenty four hours a day. You can watch him doing whatever. But what was interesting to him is the only time that they had a prolonged spike was he was a video game player, and when he would get on and play video games, they would get their highest rating, Honest and it would hold God. during that. And somebody who was involved in the production was like, I think we ought to create a site, and I don't know whether they created Twitch, but they created the concept that led to now Twitch. So anyway, wow. I thought that was interesting. So a little tidbit while you were thinking about these okay. answers to these questions. So the first one is going to be a massive bummer. Um, a huge bummer, but it's it's the, it's the it's my honest answer. Um, when I was 21, my younger brother passed away. I would be so massively relieved to know that 
that was like that was an actor right. that didn't happen that my or my my brother's alive or whatever that would be w- incredibly wonderful and and I would I would feel massive relief at that um well, the one thing that would make me kind of like kind of nervous is um you know rush for like 25 years I've been an improviser yes. and 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 um I think I'm I'm a I, I think I can safely say I'm a well respected member of the of the community and yeah, I I think that's safe to say feel like I've you know done okay and and felt like I um, achieved acceptance by other improvisers that was and that was very important to me yes. to be respected by my my peers um, I would be really nervous all of a sudden that all of that was a put on and that I'm bad at it and that everyone was just like agreeing or like saying like yeah you can be in this show or like people were showing up were all just you know setups and 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 stooges who were who I were there you. that I would i would doubt a lot about myself um the one person i'd be most furious at i believe is the woman who's playing beth i would be very 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 mad i think at her that she was so good at making me feel like I was loved and loved someone and that it was possibly all just bunk and that at no point was a um, an affection genuine enough for her to give me any indication that all of this was was phony. Yeah, although she may well have truly fallen in love with you. Then and, she I should mean, say something. A lot of time. Then she should say something. She well, truly fell in love with me. She's under an NDA. You know? Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, so here were my answers. Um, so, um, and they're similar to yours, I, okay. I, I will say. So uh, the first thing, the thing that I would be like really um, happy about is that I, I would think that the woman I know is my mother, who mm-hmm. I hope is indeed my real mom. I would be devastated, you know, to to, to find out otherwise. But she's had MS since she was um, uh, in her 30s. Mm-hmm. And she has gone through just a brutal uh, battle with MS for a long time. She's been fortunate in the sense that the uh, medications have allowed people with MS to to live much longer and have much slower uh, degeneration than had she gotten it a few years earlier. But that has been a totally unfair battle. So to think that she was just uh, putting on a show uh-huh. while I was around and then the rest of her life has been able to... Uh, uh, not have to deal with that. While she was off camera, uh, would yeah. would make me happy, even though she's an actress. Because I don't care that she's an actress. It would be a little different, frankly, for me, a mom versus a wife. Because I would just be like, it doesn't even matter. I mean, it was my mom, and she loved me, and yeah. whether she was acting it or not, I'm I'm okay. Yeah. with that because she did these things for me. I don't remember in the Truman Show where his parents, his parent, were they in it, and were they his actual parents in it? I don't. I remember. think he lost one of them in like a, or maybe both in a car accident, okay. and then. But maybe it was just one of them. Oh, his dad! They brought like a fake. They brought his dad back for like a big episode. Okay, you know, like and he was a, phony. It, it was like Sweeps Week. Okay. Oh yeah, it was. Okay. It was an actor. Gotcha. Um, so that's that's also a bummer, obviously. But um, and then and then the thing I would be nervous about is uh, the same thing. I mean, yeah. I'm not as respected an improviser as you, but I think that I have performed enough in my life that it's not so much that I'm. Oh gosh, you know. I, it would just be so horribly embarrassing uh-huh. to think that people were faking, yep. kind of enjoying watching or listening to me do stuff for hundreds and hundreds of shows. Yep. Because I, I think, like in being a lawyer, and I take pride in being a good lawyer. 
I, I think like there would be like huge malpractice and everything <laughs> if they were letting me perform when I wasn't good. So I would actually have I would have a sense that I'm, you know, that I'm a perfectly fine lawyer and that I met all these people and they're like, oh yeah, they know Rush because he's yeah. in the Truman Show, um, which is weird that it's called the Truman Show and not the Rush Show at that point, but it is. Um, but the performance, I would imagine, you know, maybe people are faking it throughout, right? And I would hate that. So I had this exact same thought as you did, and then uh, the person I would be mad at is the writer of the movie The Truman Show. Okay. Because I'm like, why are you rubbing that shit in my face? Like, this is a real thing, and and I have to go and watch this movie, and then later I find out that, oh, you've been doing this to me all along? How dare you? You fucking derivative piece of shit. You took this thing that's my life, and you went and made a bunch of money, and I don't get a dime of that? Are you kidding me? Writer of The Truman Show? No, thank you. And I'm, I'm mad at the director of The Truman Show. But I'm I'm livid with this writer of this guy. He doesn't deserve it. It's like the guys that took you know, uh, like like the games that we just play for fun, like Celebrity, and then put it in a box oh, and, yeah. and pretended they invented right. a game and made money. That makes me angry. But uh, anyway, I, I'm very upset. This, you can tell my my next one. Uh, Overlap some similar territory to your last question. Okay. So my apologies in advance if it's if it's too similar. Um, but as you said, one possible um, one possible aspect of the breaking of the fourth wall is that the person realizes they're a fictional character. So um, in the Truman Show, he was real. The rest was fiction. But in something like Purple Rose of Cairo, if I'm remembering this correctly, Jeff Daniels is in a film and realizes like he's in a fictional he's in a fictional life. Got and it. Wants I think to feel like real life and so comes out of the movie okay so here's the situation you just now realize that you are a fictional character life as you know it has been a long novel with you as the main character every word you've spoken has been written dialogue every action and experience detailed in pages of a book i would like you to critique the author as to how they've done with your with your um your characterization so far good i like it i you know, I think about this sometimes. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I think about this sometimes because of this, um, you know, recently prevalent theory that we we all live as a hologram. Oh, okay. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, it's like Elon Musk said. It's like ninety over ninety nine percent that that's true. That we are <laughs> not. Not. I'm sorry. Not that we live as a hologram. Uh, <laughs> like, is he lost? Has he entirely lost his mind? Yeah, I'm sorry. That, that we live in a simulation. I know he made some weird tweets and stuff yeah. uh, that I don't he really may recall, but mind. he might have lost his mind. I didn't mean... I meant that we all live in a simulation. <laughs> okay. So that was a glitch oh, in gotcha. the simulation right there. <laughs> but so I do think about this this kind of concept, right? Because if we're living in a simulation, I sometimes think, like, why, why is my controller got me doing this one? Mm-hmm. You know, and this doesn't seem like that would have been fun or interesting for anybody <laughs> uh, to watch. So, you know, I mean... It, did he did he shut the machine down for a while and then I'm just doing whatever, <laughs> um, yeah. So all right, I'm a fictional character, yeah. um, and you can critique the story of the author as to like how's this narrative been? How how do you feel like you've um, you've been rounded out as a character? Like uh, how have your mm-hmm. side characters, however it is that you want to critique <laughs> this book up till mm-hmm. up till now? Let's say he's gonna write, you know, the the second half later on. Even <laughs> like, hey, here's some improvements you can make going forward or what yeah. have you. I <clears throat> I I mean, I, I, I gotta tell, it's gonna sound like I don't, but I love this situation. I think it's a great situation. But the next thing I'm gonna say is gonna sound like I'm taking a shit on it, but. <laughs> Um, it's very hard to answer that question without either coming across as extraordinarily mm-hmm. arrogant 
or as ex- extremely falsely self-deprecating. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of hard to walk the line. So I'll probably come out on the arrogant side. Um, I think that I would say that the author did a great job with the character study and creating like a well-rounded character with interesting um, strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Like I think I have a to a reader pr- probably a fairly compelling. A uh, series of flaws and strength, you know, good qualities that that make for probably an interesting read. Like I think I'm pretty funny. Um, I think I'm uh, pretty smart. I think I'm pretty difficult. I think I'm uh, I have um, some uh, you know odd behaviors that are uh, that that would make me like kind of a good TV character. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a friend write a, a show where he did a character based on me and, oh, cool. and the people said, we like that character, like maybe <laughs> put that great. in a different spot <laughs> because, and, and he was, it was obviously a hyperbolic version of me, but um, I don't know. I just think I, I here, let me, let me say one sorry. thing is like, I, Oh no, don't, please don't apologize. This is, I was interrupting you, but that I, for me, this is not, this doesn't come off as, as arrogant because I don't think you're entirely responsible for having formed your personality, especially not your own flaws. I, I think those might have been out of, out of your control. So just you, just so you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't feel arrogant because I think some of these things have been out of your control. Obviously yeah. your achievements. Well, are, I just called myself funny and smart <laughs> yeah. back to back. So there's no who way knows, that's not arrogant. Who knows if you, who knows if you were entirely responsible for that? You know, yeah. there's, there's some factors beyond totally your control. <laughs> it could be entirely wrong. And then. <laughs> And then you're just you're just you know boosting yourself uh, for no legitimate reason, but but here's going to be my critique. I'm going to say like, and if, you know, boy, this is it's getting a little deep here, TJ. Uh, yeah, please. But my critique is going to be like, ah, I'm not seeing the overall arc as <laughs> interesting enough. You know, like if if people are going to buy a story, I think that you normally want more conflict, more. Like kind of major um, uh, decision trees and things like that, and and while I mean I don't have any like um, I wouldn't say I don't have any regrets about my life, but I I think that I have um, you know I think I have led a good life. I think I'm in a good spot. Um, I think there, but I I just think like you know it lacks kind of um, you know most good writing tends to follow like a more classical hero's journey type mm-hmm. stuff. And I personally prefer a little plottier. Uh, I, I like story. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I don't like movies that. Are, so, so I guess I'm saying, I think it could be a pretty good book, but it wouldn't be necessarily my kind of book Yeah, because I tend to like books that are more story driven and less like a really deep, interesting character per- portrayal. Yeah. I will say I that I, I just read like a gentleman in Moscow, which is a little more, the latter, I would say, and I thought it was great. So maybe I'm coming around on that. But uh, anyway, that's that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. I I I, th- I think some of my criticism would be similar of of my of my story of like first my first comment would be boring, so boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, massive amounts of time where nothing happens, and then you know like and then the character sat in the couch and quietly thought for three hours. Just not going to write that part. You know like what's that? It's not going to write that part. Yeah, I get. Then, then, yeah. If that's if that has been in the telling, which 
you know, if my life has been the story, then it's been in the telling. Right. I would also create like, am, is is your is your main character like, am I an anti-hero? Am I you know like am I a good guy or like I would have I would criticize him for making a much too neurotic and fearful main character. It's not someone that I want to read about. It's not someone I find easy. I'm not I'm not all the way to like a an Ignatius Riley, uh, Ignatius O'Reilly, yeah. Riley kind of kind of character. But like, give me someone I'm I can like vicariously enjoy a little bit more than this person who frets all the time. This is this is you know repetitive and uh, and and dull to me. Um, and I also prefer a story that has a lot a stronger yeah. you know narrative or forward action uh, a bunch. So I would have some I'd have some heavy criticism. I love a lot of this a lot of the uh, uh, ancillary characters tremendous <laughs> tremendous. I think I've surrounded myself in most cases with fascinating people. So I'd my 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 quibble would primarily be with the main character as opposed to the supporting uh, the supporting folks. Yeah, well, look, obviously I would disagree with your your primary criticism there. But I I would say that I think any any person you're going to have the this is boring criticism if you actually have to if every word they've ever said and every action they ever took was all part of the same fictional work in the same way that remember now I'm glad I told that story about the the they actually Truman showed that guy and the only fun part was when he's playing video games because that's why that didn't work, right? It doesn't work. Yeah. I, you could be I mean, I don't know, pick who you want. LeBron James, right? LeBron James probably has one of the most interesting, busy lives in the world, and yet there's still uh, eight hours a day. Massive He's mind, just yeah. sleeping. So that's a pretty rough part of the book. Let me ask I hadn't I hadn't thought about this. Th- this question itself, critiquing the critiquing the author of your story. What what do you think to get a little, I guess, meta with it? What is that question actually asking? Is that question asking you if you believe in such a thing to criticize God? Is it more like self-criticism or like what what's if you bake that down, what's left on the on the tray? My initial reaction is it's much more of a, a self-reflective yeah. midlife crisis type uh, analysis like I, I mean you know, if if I'm going to be like brutally honest, I would say like your critique of yourself is like way, way, way too harsh there. Totally unrealistic. Like you're a very interesting person. Uh, you're not boring. I, I like I hope that you don't find yourself to be that way. But I also think that um, just creating this again, this dynamic where you have to think about every word you do and everything and, and making yourself so you're forcing yourself to be a hero. And like very few of us are heroes in a traditional sense. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm. I am probably closer to a villain in a traditional sense (laughs) than I am to a hero in a traditional sense. But I still think you and I both do a bunch of really interesting stuff um, more than the average person. I would, you know, uh, I I would put any amount of money on that. If you took the average person and I can have TJ Jagowski, who am I going to read about? Not a close call for me. So I think, I think what it does is I think this question is more a way of um, opening oneself up to self-criticism via self-reflection. Let me ask you this. Someone um for for consistent listeners, they'll recognize this name, Brian Shortall. Yes. He's been mentioned a bunch of times. He's probably the mascot. He's the most commonly outside of maybe 
Beth, maybe my, my wife Beth, the most commonly mentioned person in so the show. And we're and, never going to mention him again after this episode. <laughs> he's been mentioned in almost every context as someone who's really squeezing squeezing the orange of life. He's getting the juice out of it. He's he's a game, he's a game dog. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, like it's it's always in like a a fun and, you know, interesting and um, if, if life opens a, a door, he's, he, you know, like runs through it and sees what, what the hell happens, happens next. Um, do you think if we ask this question of Brian, that Brian would say like, man, this character is a blast. This dude, this dude really goes out and goes out and does it. Or is it just in our nature to have that, that part of us that says like, this guy could have done a lot better. You know, God, what a great question. I, I think this is a negative. I don't know why I'm trending negative, but I think I, my first thought on that is I, I would think less of him if he did. Yeah. It would be annoying to me mm-hmm. if Brian was like, I could see it because, I mean, sometimes, you know, Brian tries to be like very positive about everything, which is a great trait. And I've already talked many times in the past about how I think people being positive and people being up for stuff, including Brian, is 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 something great. Um, but look, I, I don't think anybody... Um, if they had to view the story of their life, I mean, pick somebody who's just done nothing but like incredible stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, just whoever think of that person in your head, that person's going to have a bunch of self doubt and, yeah. and, and, and again, looking at the overall part of their story. But I do think some people, um, would have a life where they could say, ah, that's a little more cinematic. Like I did blah, blah, blah. And then I went to live in Africa for uh, five right. years with the Peace Corps. And then when I finished the Peace Corps part right. of my life, I was, I played professional soccer yep. in the Netherlands. And then I did and that for six years. Took a VW van around the rest of right. Europe. And yeah. So there are people that have, I'm not, I'm not saying I want their life. I'm not looking to trade mm-hmm. my life with anyone, but I, I do think that there are uh, folks whose, whose actual narrative, I mean, God, the, what is that book? Um, Unbroken mm-hmm. about the Louis Zamperini or whatever it was who ran uh, ran the mile so fast that he was in like the Hitler Olympics. And then he goes out and gets shot down. Um, they still holding the Hitler Olympics? Yeah, yeah. It's the, that... the people that, yeah. It's really terrible events. You Man, don't want to be uh, a part of the boy. Hitler decathlon. But, you know, the 36 Olympics yep. with uh, with Hitler. Yeah, obviously. Berlin. Yep. And, um, and then he got shot down and was... Uh, adrift at sea for like the world record amount of time and to still survive and then gets put into a POW camp and then comes out and does all this other stuff. I mean, you know, you read the story and you're like, this can't be true, but you know, I guess it's at least roughly true. Although I think he ate a guy on the raft with him. I just want to point that out. (laughs) And do you think that guy, like, you know, he's sitting around and they ask him this question. He's like, man, I could have gotten some more stuff done. I could have, I think I could have been. Look, I mean, I think we all do. I think we all do. All right. Uh, good one. A lot of self-reflection there. All <laughs> we right. got room for that, right? This, this 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 show can hold that much water, right? Yeah. All right. I, I don't see why not. Um, okay. <laughs> you get... To, uh, here, TJ, here's the situation. Mm-hmm. You get to create a cross-country, high-speed train line. You're the architect of it. Okay. Only 10 cities can be the stops, though. Okay. So you can only have stops at those 10 cities. You can't get off anywhere in between. All right. Super fast, though. Faster than plane travel, safer Great. than plane travel. I would love this thing so much. It's my dream all the time. Yeah. Whenever anybody puts this forward. What are the 10 cities in your in your list? Oh, great. Uh, Provincetown, Provincetown, Massachusetts. Okay. Portland, Maine. Great. Okay. 
You're already angering a lot of the country. That's great. That's great. It's my train, man. Oh, it's my train. Your train. You're building it for the for the America to use. I'm building it for people who want to go places that I'm taking this train, man. Yeah. Burlington, Vermont. Oh my God. Yeah. Annapolis, Maryland. <laughs> the city next to Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> it's only four miles, guys, it's, but we'll get there in eight so, seconds. How you said it was so fast. I, I you it's know, so fast. I'm not charting this thing <laughs> in, in direct in the best line. I, should, you know, if I want to do that, I got to start it in Portland, then go to Burlington, no, no, no. then yeah, out to. You're P-town. giving me the ten cities, yeah. and then you're gonna build. You, you yeah. build them. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to give me them in order of the proximity. Although so far they are all located in a pretty tight, yeah, geographic region. Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Savannah, Georgia. All right. New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay. What am I up to? Is that seven? I, uh, it's either seven or eight. Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Denver, Colorado. All right. Las Vegas, Nevada. All right. I the end. It. Yeah. California falls off the earth. You're fine Don't with care. that. Yeah. Take, take a different train. Fly, you know? There is no... You have the only... You're building. You're the one in charge of setting up for the all of America. Great, these ten spots. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And they have no other way to get anywhere else. No, no, you can get otherwise. But th- this is the greatest. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can this drive is by to, far the best. You can travel. drive to California in four hours from from Las Vegas, right? Yeah, but there you go. All right, would you rather take? I mean, we're talking about this train gets you there in thirty five minutes. Awesome. Way better oh, than flying from Burlington, Vermont to to Las Vegas in thirty five minutes. No, nah, that's gonna be oh, like okay. that's gonna take five hours that's or so. I mean, easy. this is the greatest high speed train there's ever been. <laughs> And they all connect, you know, with, with one another. All right, well. How much do you hate that answer? I'm not a fan of that answer. <laughs> it's not the answer I would give, but I like it because it's an interesting answer. It's, what were, you know, different. What, what were you going to do, run it uh, run it east to west across the middle or uh, yeah, my, service the largest cities? I was going to go or? straight down the middle, so let's not even worry about my okay. answer. Yours is more interesting. You know what? I'm taking out Annapolis. I, I was I was putting that there you know, coastal and like, now you can, I like it. You can smash those crabs on That's a, the only on thing a table. I'm gonna put in uh, Pittsburgh. Mm, okay, Annapolis to Pittsburgh, and uh, we're gonna switch those two. Yeah, I'm gonna have like I don't know Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Denver, Chicago, uh, New York, Boston, Atlanta, New Orleans. That sounds and, like a perfectly sensible way to run this. And, and you thing. know Houston. Yeah, there you go. It's, well, you missed Vermont entirely. You know, uh, you missed. You missed Maine. You missed Massachusetts. Yeah. Well, you can have the slower speed one that you build, and and it's sixty five percent up in that. I really just want to be able to get my uh, like my, the people who like gambling from New England out to Vegas in right. a short period of time. <laughs> <laughs> With a stop off for stop some in, some great zydeco zydeco music. There. <laughs> my train, I can make it go where. <laughs> Where, where I want. All right, Rush. I know you. You might have a few. This is my. This is my. My last one. So we can okay. do whatever after this. Great. Um. This is fourth wall, Rush. Here's the situation. I'm going to describe for you something that is up on each of three walls. I want you to tell me something that is up on the fourth wall and describe the person whose room this is. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're going to actually be in so. a room. I'm going to tell you what's on wall one, something that's on wall two, wall three. I want you to tell me some uh, some item of decor that's on the fourth wall and who occupies this space more, more most often. Yeah, I think I got it. Okay. On the first wall are 20 baseball hats hanging on push pins. Okay. On the second wall is a PBR faux neon sign. Mm. On the third wall is a dartboard mounted on a flat cardboard box. Uh, on the fourth wall is like uh, just an absolute 
uh, laboratory of date rape drugs, and uh, it's <laughs> no. every it's every asshole that I ran into on Lincoln Street in uh, in in my early twenties. Okay, <laughs> so, so I guess sounds about. Sounds about right. I don't know why I got so angry in the middle of that <laughs> one, but there was something about like I was excited about the baseball hats, and then I didn't like the the faux uh, neon PBR yeah, the sign. Ne- there was something. Mm. It sounded like I don't know. I, I you know what? That was unfair because it would have been like a it would have been like a you know a domestic uh, like Miller Lite type sign. Although I like Miller Lite, <laughs> so I, was, I really didn't want to say that because I like Miller Lite. I don't think Miller Lite drinkers are day really. But anyway, all right. On the first wall is a framed dollar bill. Okay. On the second wall is a picture of four siblings all laughing with their arms around each other. Mm-hmm. On the third wall is a drawing of a restaurant from the 1940s that says Mama Manelli's. Ah, oh, that's so great. That's so great because I already had in my mind, I already had in my mind that the that the guy who's put this together, but now it's a woman because mm-hmm. it's Mama Manelli's. But I had in my mind this picture of like a kind of heavy set Italian guy with a mustache who had opened a restaurant, and maybe that's obvious oh, no. from the uh, from the, uh, the 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 dollar bill in the first one. I don't know. And, and then I don't know why I think of Italians maybe unfairly as having larger families. But you know, look, the Olive Garden says when you hear your family, and you know, so too do other Italians. So I guess on the fourth wall, I'm gonna have um, a big banner for. I'm gonna go with. I don't want it to be Juventus. I'm gonna uh, go okay. with Roma, uh-huh. their soccer team, like a big flag from that, and that this is the home uh, that that uh, Mama made. And uh, she and her husband, she's a great chef. <laughs> she does all the work, but but and she's she's nice, but she's also serious. Okay, yeah. So yep. you get there, and you know it's not time to chat with Mama because she's back there. And by the way, like it always looks like so hot back there, and she's got so much like dough being moved around, steam coming off of oh. a big a big kettle pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, you know, and then meanwhile, it's her like uh, less talented but very gregarious husband who's out of, uh-huh. and about doing all the the greeting and everything. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know why, but that one made me happier. So. <laughs> I love. It. <laughs> all right, uh, next room on the first wall. There's a selection of crossbows. Mm. The second wall, maps from around the world. Third wall, a human head mounted on a plaque. Fourth wall. Oh my god! Like an actual human head. Human head mounted on a plaque, like like an like an antelope head or whatever mounted on a plaque. Oh god! Taxiderm, uh, taxidermied. I'm gonna say that the fourth wall is like a, a bunch- phony on PBR sign. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. The fourth wall is like a bunch of clippings from Steve Gutenberg movies. <laughs> The the he, the head on the wall is Steve Gutenberg's head, and the guy that lives here was a nut job L.A. actor who got beat out for uh, Sergeant Mahoney in Police Academy by Gutenberg, and like they were the final two, and that guy was never heard of again. And he he, he the maps when you look closer, they've got like those push pins and like all the places that he's been. There's like string connecting him, and what it is is it's like he's been tracking goots for a long time. I like to think of you like they call you down to FBI headquarters and they put three pictures, you know, down. It's like crossbows, maps. You know, the last one is like a human head, and you go, "You're looking for a Gutenberg." Fan. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You're clearly looking for a Gutenberg. Guy. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> All right, last one, Rush. On the yep. first wall, gold records. Okay. Second wall, fully stocked free op vending machine. Mm. 
uh, third wall virtual reality headset and gaming setup. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say fourth wall is going to be a bunch of, um, I, I think I have the right term, but like the, the acrylic, uh, very colorful, uh, kind of almost like comic book art. Okay. But where, um, gosh, I wish I could remember the name of, of the famous artist that does this sort of stuff. But like there'll be words like wham spelled out in bright color with the exclamation point, And then there's like somebody kind of coming out of the, the painting or whatever. I know Lichtenstein did stuff that yeah, yeah. was kind of like yes, comic the, book. Absolutely in that yeah. vein. Absolutely in that vein. And uh, it's that is stuff that this guy has created. And uh, it, it's like a, a cool dude. He's in his early fifties. He, but he, he dresses too cool and too young and he's okay. kind of stuck yeah. in the nineties, mm. but he's overall a, uh, a pretty good, pretty good guy. Okay. And he's got a family that lives there with him. And by the way, I looked at this apartment when I was like, <laughs> think when I was last uh, trying to buy a house. So that's what I'm stealing it from. Great. Very good. Nice job, man. All right. Okay. TJ, uh, still on, third rail and fourth wall here is the situation someone comes to us a producer of uh top podcasts oh, okay and they say hey guys well you're doing all right we like it hmm. tj we we like you rush is fine you know you guys i like the banter you're, you you know this is good this is good we want to invest in this podcast and we'll get a broader listenership um one thing, though, hmm. got to change the name. Hmm. So the fourth wall is making me think of that because we're talking about our own podcast okay. on our podcast. right? Yep. That's the fourth wall. It says, you got to change the name. Don't like here's the situation. Uh, give me a name or two that you would change it to at this point in time. Hmm. Well, we talked. Remember one time we mentioned like, we're like, oh, it's a good thing we didn't name it. This is the situation because it abbreviates to tits. Right. Yes. Yeah. So we got to avoid. We got to avoid that. Yeah, um, because my name is an acronym. My full name being yeah. Richard Updike Sherman Howell. I'm very uh, concerned about bad acronyms. I think we also joked at one point, like, should we change the name to "Here's the Problem"? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that I don't like that. So yeah. let's don't do tits. Let's don't do here's the um, one I kind of like, but you will hate is hot plops. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> don't actually like it, but it would be I would kind of enjoy. I'd get into it. I'd be like hot plops. Your your enthusiasm could probably sell me on uh, probably sell me on that. I you know I would I would prefer like something like hot plops yeah. to like thinkers. You uh, know, like the the one thing I would really want to avoid is some sort of like. Hey guys, let's not make it more than it more than it is. Right. So yeah. I would definitely go with hot with hot plops before something like something like that. Philosophize. <laughs> yeah, some, something like that. This idiot comment. Um uh um I would here, here it's like I would think it is in our I guess yeah, with with the fourth wall removed. One thing I hope is that this could keep people like I would call it something like for the commute. Or like Ooh. it's something that keeps people busy if they're in the car alone or something that they could say when they came home. If they, you know, like it's a family and they have trouble creating conversation on the dinner table. Yeah. That like, hey, guys, what do you think about this? So, um, you know, so uh, here's maybe another potential name, like get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And so that it's something that kind of is a place to start. But then that family or that couple or those two friends or whatever kind of take it then on their on uh, their own path after that to talk about whatever the hell Good. whatever hell they they want to um overheard at the bar 
Yes. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And I, I will admit, I have an ulterior motive, another breaking the fourth wall, which is now, um, if anyone starts any podcast with any of those names, we sue them. <laughs> so we just go after them. We take them down for IP violations. The hell with those people. Right. But I, I do like your idea of, of, you know, trying to conjure up the image of like a, uh, you know, kind of a. Not, I'm not talking about 2 a.m., but like kind of a late night bar conversation mm-hmm. or hey, road trip conversation, conversation starters for whatever. And I think to be fair, that may have been the way it was described, like in in a in a user review or something like that. That I think people have said, like, hey, I listen to this on my commute, and it you know, and it kind of helps pass the time. Or like, yeah. hey, this is you know, it's like if you were you know, if you were at a bar and you heard a couple people talking. So I, I'm probably also copying from from those much appreciated reviews. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you like the show, come on by and you know, give us a review. It's helpful. Uh, give us a good rating. Uh, that's uh, helpful as well. All right. Well, good. I like that one. So, TJ, let's end with one more hot plop. That uh, was the one that we started I with. Didn't feel so bad. That, yeah, didn't, that didn't feel bad. Yeah. That felt okay to me. <laughs> well, we got to finish on a hot plop. So, <laughs> but then, you know, you know, Nate's got to find like a, a sound effect instead of the bell. Yeah. <laughs> hot plop. <laughs> yeah. And he gets like a fart, one of those fart machines. It's got like five different ones and it's got to fit the right, and you don't know whether it'll hit the right one or but not. But he's also so, you know, there's so much mm. integrity. To it. He might go out to like local local farms and see if he can like have a mic down by like a like a cow, you know, yeah. like a, dropping a chip, you know. I'm also going to get like a very friendly email that's like I want to maybe think about the name change to Hot Plops. <laughs> We're also going to get. It's just not not sure. An horrible boomerang of your grand plan. We just we we're served with papers tomorrow by by hot plops. <laughs> no, no, because I haven't checked. I don't know that it's not out. The there. world's premier like yogurt company, yogurt served from yeah. high altitude. <laughs> Warm what, yogurt served what, from, from height. Premier high altitude yogurt. There's more than one. I want to know how it keeps its structural integrity ah. at that temperature. We're, we're so tired of yogurt from on high. Getting our market share. We're hot plops. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's come back to where we started, TJ. Yes. uh, With this final hot plop. And that is uh, you. Here's the situation. Yeah. You are uh, invited onto a talk show. It's a talk show that you like. I don't care whether that's, you know, Letterman or Conan or whatever it is for you. Yeah. And you know how they always have that thing. And this is fourth wall made me think of it. They always have this stupid thing where they pretend like. They're asking you about something, but it's right. just it's just designed for you to come in and tell some story that you want to tell. Mm-hmm. They call it sit down, stand up sometime or whatever. And I kind of like the shows that, that just dispense with that. And they're like, hey, tell me something funny. But uh, this is the situation is it's your first time on one of those things. So you, you got like, you know, a story that's probably shouldn't be more than about a minute, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. And it's the story that you tell your first time on a talk show. What is that story? It, the story would involve, and I, I don't have it prepared, so but and it has different parts. So I broke my leg by in college by dropping a vending machine on it. Okay, snapped it. Oh, tib no. fib compound tib fib fracture. Oh, God. Like trying to trying to shake yep. out the drinks. Oh yeah, trying to shake oh, out a bag no. of munchos it stole from me, and I ended up having to get my leg out by untying my uh, my sambas and pulling my my leg out. Oh, and hoping the whole time that I had just sprained it. So I went to put my foot down, and it turned unnaturally and sounded like a bunch of pool balls in a sock. Oh, no. Just click, click, click. My buddy at the time, at the, this was at the the um, at the 
the dorm in at Syracuse where I went was doing a radio show, so literally was in a soundproofed booth. Ugh. I had to jump down the hall to try and go get him. I'm, I, I was I like had quickly slipped into some some level of shock because as I was doing that, a couple of people walking by asked me for directions, and I gave them directions while standing there <laughs> with my leg dangling behind me. Uh. I walked in there, and my it was my buddy Jason Lysette who was on the air. That like I forget what the call letters. It was you know the orange orange ninety six or whatever, and said, "Hey, uh, Jace, do me a favor. Uh, call call the call an ambulance because I, I just broke my leg." And uh, secondly, tell him to hurry up because I'm about to pass out. And then I went out. And wow. I went out cold. And then if wow. if we come back from commercial, then with a broken leg, uh, like n- repaired, but like metal and plates and stuff, I was supposed to go work at Disney World at 20,000. I was mm. supposed to work on the sky ride stopping like those cart, you know, the carts coming in, but right. my leg couldn't support it. So I ended up working at 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. My leg got infected. I had to have like sort of a semi-emergency surgery. The story goes on and on and on and telling stories about living in the international housing in Buena Vista, in the Buena Vista Village nice. would also have its own stuff. So that would, that would probably be the story wow and you said earlier that your life didn't have enough interesting plot points <laughs> disagreed <laughs> then uh, it was nothing between that and then getting married last year you know that yeah, was, there that were a couple it. hot pops along the way <laughs> uh, all right so here's here's the one that i would tell yes <clears throat> so uh many years ago in chicago i guess we could know the year exactly because i, I went and saw the movie wally oh, okay um and and Wally is a Pixar movie, and the Pixar movies all have Easter eggs, right? And mm. just meaning that they have post credit scenes that give you like something kind of uh, funny or interesting. And and everyone more or less by that time there had been multiple Pixar movies, right? They come out, so everyone knew. Hey, stay for the credits. Don't get up. Watch what's going to come at the end. Uh, I'm there on like opening night of Wally by myself, so that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> and it's probably seven degrees outside. And so everyone has coats and like big coats, a lot of coats. And I'm in there and it is packed while he's packed on its opening okay. night. And it was a good movie, you know, Pixar delivers, man. Right. You know, and it's, it's, uh, you know, everybody had a good time and everyone is seated. Everyone is seated waiting for the Easter egg, except on the second row of the whole place in the dead middle of it. These two ladies who were both larger ladies stand up and start putting on their coats and it's taken a while, you know, and they're getting it on and they got coats and scarves and everything. And as this one woman is putting her stuff on, she's standing and, and looking at her other lady and she just goes, damn, if those robots can fall in love, you know, I can. And the entire audience just burst into applause. <laughs> and that was my favorite experience I've ever had in a movie. And we'll be back after the break with Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, that was uh, that was Here's the Situation, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's produced by Nate DeFort. The music was done by Julie Nichols. The uh, art for the show was done by Emily Cardamus. And you can get in touch with us um, if you have a scenario that you think might might figure for the show or if you just want to write and say hello. And that's at Here's the Situation podcast at gmail.com that's right if you write hot plops at, <laughs> at no stop plops.com you'll get you'll, it won't work if, but do here do this go go to like itunes uh, podcast or whatever rate us five stars and then just write in the as the commentary hot plops yeah i love it or if them robots can fall in love you know i can